You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Happy New Year, everyone. We are ringing in 2021 uh, by talking about the things that we actually liked from 2020. I know. <laughs> it was a weird year. It was bad for a whole lot of people and for a whole lot of reasons, but there are a few gems that came along and we'd love to boost them or talk them up or at least celebrate them uh, here at Geek Elite Media. For this special podcast, we are going to have Jessica join us. Hello. Alex. What's up? Rafa. Hey, friends. Steven. That's me. <laughs> and myself. <laughs> uh, basically, we, we came up with a few categories of, of different uh, things that brought joy to our lives this year, and we wanted to share them with you. So... Uh, just to get started, what was everybody's favorite streaming movie this year? Because not a lot, of, <laughs> there weren't a lot of movies that came came into the theaters, and a lot of people shouldn't have been going to the theaters. So, uh, Wait, what did something happen with theaters, Mitch? I've been going. What? What? You've been going? Oh, <laughs> about that. <laughs> uh, I've seen Trolls World Tour so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all you need, Stephen. Just a couple of trolls to come your way, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, besides the trolls, uh, ultimately, when it comes to streaming, yeah, Mitch, you put it right on what it's supposed to be, right? It's that concept that, yes, we can't go out. And fortunately, many movies came on video on demand. Um, some platforms decided to charge you after already having a subscription to watch certain movies, which is fine. Um, and then some movies just came out naturally through the different platforms from Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max. We had a lot of really cool things. Um, for me personally, it depends on kind of what, what you're feeling. If you want something that's going to make you laugh, my number one pick would definitely be Palm Springs. I think oh, Andy Samberg and them, they oh, do such, so yeah, such a good job at just creating an environment with an interesting story that has real heart to it where it's at if you want to go on the other side of something that really hits hard on netflix they have the devil all the time and that movie i watched it a good four times and i know at some point we're gonna start talking about books that we read i read one book this year and that was <laughs> the devil all the time by donald <laughs> Ray so i'll kind of go on that but i think those two movies for sure for me were really really good if you want something more on hbo max i highly recommend emma if you liked Clueless, if you're a fan of Anya T Taylor Joy, Emma is just so beautiful to watch with the colors and the minds and set. Everything about it is just one of those fun things. So well filmed too. 
And the soundtrack oh. too, it's really good. Oh, I, I loved those. I love Jane Austen. I've like watched so many of the Jane Austen movies and that one was just, it's my favorite one, except yeah. for like the five hour Pride and Prejudice. But like, <laughs> <laughs> of course, but that I mean, that's always yeah. top tier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was there anything on HBO Max or Netflix that you really enjoyed? Um, I haven't been able to do HBO Max, but I did. I feel my top pick is probably the Mulan that came out on Disney Plus, oh. the newer. And I think, and it's mainly, it was a great movie. I already loved Mulan and I love those like Japanese style, Asian Chinese films. And they really pulled from that a lot for this. And, um, but also it was more that like before COVID, I wasn't the person that would just buy a digital copy of a movie. Like I had to have the Blu-ray or, or like I had to have a physical copy of it, but I feel like Mulan, like after purchasing Mulan and like watching it so many times, I'm like, yeah, no, I don't need to buy DVDs anymore. <laughs> I don't need to go to the store anymore. So I think that's why it's, it's my, my pick is going to be Mulan. That's awesome. Uh, you know, I, 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 I am so happy that you liked the devil all the time, Rafa. <laughs> I could, that movie <laughs> it was so harsh. It was so hard to watch. Um, but that's okay. Uh, I also went with Palm Springs from Hulu. I thought that movie was incredibly well done. Uh, a great story t- being told all around. Um, the whole time loop story being told from another person's perspective, as opposed to yeah. the main and protagonist's perspective, like just seemed so refreshing mm-hmm. and it, it just had all the laughs. Yeah. Uh, another one that I thought, I thought was great. Uh, was the Prime Video Vast of Night. Now, once again, just filmed incredibly. And I thought a very unique way into a alien sci-fi story. Um, so if, if, if no one else has gotten a chance to watch that one, you should definitely give it a, ch- uh, give it a try. It's on Prime, you said? Yeah. Yeah, I awesome. remember you saying that, Stephen. Yeah, I... I never did it. I like so. There's going to be a continuing thread through all through all of the things that I say today. <laughs> They're all just the things that, in that exact moment, were like, "This will make me feel good." Yeah. Uh, and so I, I didn't go into that one. Honestly, I feel bad about it. I, I realized while putting together my whole list that I was severely lacking. One. Mm-hmm. Well, knowing you, Stephen, whatever your list was has got to be great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can second that for sure. <laughs> Not all of them can be a Trolls World Tour. You know, sometimes <laughs> they're only going to be okay. I besides mean, that, besides Trolls, is there anything else you watched? Yeah. Did you like? <laughs> I didn't know if that was your real choice there no, no, not at all not at all no, I, I haven't seen that actually I feel bad um, thank you no I uh, <laughs> um, I guess the, for for this one, for the streaming one, oh, I realized we didn't we didn't do one for just movie in general, but uh, for oh, streaming movies, I think. Down. Okay, then I, I well, I'll go ahead and say one two here. Um, for streaming movie to break the chain here on it being all for Palm Springs, I I needed some Aaron Sorkin goodness, and I I, I went ahead and put a, the trial of the Chicago Seven. Oh, it wasn't that it was perfect, but it's just. It's what I needed. If anyone's a fan of the West Wing, uh, or Alex, if you want to list the one million other Aaron Sorkin things that either of us have enjoyed, uh, <laughs> yeah, like if, if you like those things, I mean, it's it's more of that. 
even if it doesn't scratch all the itches for good movie making. Um, and then for my favorite movie of the year, I actually got to see uh, Pride and Prejudice in theaters before everything. Oh, that okay. was fantastic. Oh, there was a there was a new Pride and Prejudice this year. Yeah, this this is the one with um uh oh my gosh I forget her name. Okay, I'm, am I thinking of the wrong name? Are you thinking of Little Women? I think you're thinking of Little yep. Women. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I was like, mm, I feel like I would know. <laughs> Loved it so much, huh? And I'm joking. Yeah, no, no, Little Women, and I realize now actually, like, I, that's a 2019 movie. 2020 is messed up, guys. I mean, yeah. Um, yes, but yeah. I, it, if we're just recommending movies, though, go watch Little Women. That was a fantastic version of. Like a, of a classic movie book, whatever version you've taken in of it before, mm-hmm. this one's better than the one that you saw. I think it was in theaters in January because the last yeah. time I went to theaters was January for, I think Star Wars, unfortunately. But uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was still in theaters at the time. Okay, um, good. Yeah, then, then that that's then I'm gonna stick with that one. I think it's fair. That was fun. And they they did this this kind of thing. Has everyone here seen this? Uh, I have not. I have not. I have yet to. I think I have it recorded <laughs> okay. right now, though. Because <laughs> yeah, they they changed something. Um, oh. in like n- not in a way that breaks anything, but I oh. think makes it a much better experience. Okay. Well, how was it that like Florence Pugh playing a uh, what fourteen year old being a twenty five year old? How was that like as a performance? Uh, so- I never thought that, that she was that age that she's supposed to be in the scene where they're younger. But honestly, they still nailed the it, you understanding and feeling the time changed in there. Okay. Just by changing the way that they looked and like were personifying themselves a little bit. Um, the characters, even though they all have like, good relationships with each other throughout the entire thing, um, they they're much more sibling kitty like in the beginning. Their hairstyles are different. They like have bangs when they're younger versus when they're older, no bangs. And it just felt naturally like these actors without trying to change anything too crazy were still younger. Because when you become an adult, they just say you can't have bangs anymore. Everyone yeah. decides they can't have bangs. Anymore. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't, I, <laughs> I am, I'm blanking on the director's name at the moment, but I loved lady bird, which I know she also, yeah, she's fantastic. Her. Oh, um, yeah, Greta Gerwig. Greta, Greta Gerwig, thank you. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I I don't know why I hadn't gotten around to watching Little Women yet, but yeah, I loved Lady Bird. So uh, that's I'll trade you for the best for the best night. Okay, is it? Good? <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex, what about you? What did what did you watch? So uh, I I was gonna bring up Trial of the Chicago Seven as well, just because I am a huge Sorkin fan, even though I did have issues with the movie itself. Um, it does have moments where you're just smiling because it's Aaron Sorkin dialogue. Everyone's competing to be the smartest guy in the room, and it's just it's just fun. Um, but I I don't know if this is a technicality because I never saw it at, uh, in a theater. But Hamilton came to Disney Plus, oh, and it was the first time I had ever seen it. I've oh, now watched it and listened to it endless amount of times it's on repeat because it's perfect in every way i fucking love it so much um yeah yeah gift is an understatement oh, dude. every day just in my head 
one song will just pop in and it's like, oh, this one today? Sure. Awesome. That's just going to be on repeat. Um, and then uh, what else? There was another one. Well, let me talk to you about this trial of the Chicago Seven. Uh, do Go you, for it. Did the both of you? Uh, I I also enjoyed it a lot, but did you think that maybe the failings came in the fact that Aaron Sorkin was directing it as well? I don't know that it automatically goes to that because I liked Molly's Game quite a deal, and he so did I. that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I also didn't feel like it showed that it was his first time on Molly's Game, whereas this one definitely felt like more unlike him. I should say. Uh, like the ending felt very, um, I don't know. It just like TV felt over, yeah, over the top for no reason. Like him slapping the gavel and screaming order order. Like it's like some high school performance or something. I'm like, well, I mean, doesn't, it doesn't like feel necessary. And and there's several times where it's like, it's not that it's bad. It just feels like it goes two steps farther than it needs to, to make a point as if they don't think I'm going to get it. <laughs> One of the things that Alex, like Alex and I exchanged a lot of texts about this one. We both agreed that the weird thing was that the parts that were the worst in the movie were the things that were grounded in reality from like court yeah. documents. Like so the best writing were the parts where like Aaron Sorkin was entirely fabricating the gist of a conversation. Um, and then Phil, where when they had a record of something in the courtroom was like, I hate this. This is terrible and unrealistic. Like Frank Langello's character is like a prime example of every time he's on screen, I am like seething because I'm like, there's no way anyone would speak like this ever. Like you are putting this guy to cartoon mode. Like we, he's able, we get it. You don't have to go that far. And then you look up actual like documents of what that guy said in court. And it's like, no, this guy was actually just a crazy evil person. Great. Awesome. I thought this was like over the top. This is a real dude, I guess. Okay, sure. But I mean, you have to take into account like the West Wing and Newsroom, like all those shows do the whole gavel banging, like order the court, like over the top. Well, not over the top, like you said, two two steps too far moments uh, repeatedly. I guess I, I never feel like it's two steps too far or or even, I don't know, I, I guess it's just right for me. It's like my Goldilocks moment mm-hmm. is, is the West Wing, I should say, but... Mm-hmm. Then you go to the newsroom, for example. I I agree. I think that show is Sorkin kind of towing the line a lot of the a lot of the way through it after the first season. Um, and this is, I feel like, maybe season two, season three of the newsroom from him, um, <laughs> and not the first season. Um, but I mean, the first season is the the classic, uh, you know, very first episode where he's telling the the student like America isn't the greatest, but it can be. Like that's that's. A and to give credit case. where credit's due, I think the moment where Sasha Baron Cohen's character and uh, Eddie Redmayne's character have a moment of like respect for one another, they have that moment of like finally realizing what each person is actually aiming to do for the cause. That scene is magic. Like that scene is mm-hmm. what you hope for when you see Aaron Sorkin is involved with the project. And I think, yeah, yeah there there is more of that in this movie. It, it's. It's a B where I always want an A from him, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Hey, Jessica, with the, the Mulan, going back to that, like, do you have more uh, hope for more of the live-action remakes of, of the Di- classic Disney movies since you liked Mulan so much? 
Um, or do you take each one like, on its I'll, own basis? I'll still take each one with a grain of salt. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I also liked Aladdin, but I didn't like The Lion King. Like, it's just... Yeah. It kind of depends on what it is. I'm really glad Mulan is one that I like, though, because I probably would have been really, really upset if they messed it up. I mean, they did change it, but it's just, right. like, it's its own thing. So I think that's why I liked it. It wasn't like a remake of the animated one. It made, honestly, it actually makes more sense than the animated one. So what's the I next think one? I like? they changed it too. What was that? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I was saying, I think it's good that they changed it too, because if they're just doing a shot for shot remake, it just gets to a point of like, the animation is still magic. Like we don't need a shot for shot. So I think yeah, the fact that they changed it's great. Yeah, that that's basically what the Lion King was, which is why I didn't like it. And I was like, oh yeah, that's that's cool. It does look cool, and it's not animated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know. But we're, we're they not did here not. To re- then, yeah, they ruined some of my songs too in the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, they, so. and they they took one. They, they did like a shot for shot for so many things in that whole movie, mm-hmm. except for making it nighttime, where the song says it's nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's John Favreau. He's he's got a vision. You know, yeah. people love the Mandalorian, so you just have to let it go. <laughs> uh what's the next one in line for for that live action remake? Do you know, Jessica? I think Cruella is the next one to come out. Oh yeah. Which I believe they are talking about is going to probably going to go to Disney Plus at this point. Yes. I believe they said it, right? On the investor call. Yes, they did on the investor call. Yeah, okay. yeah, we did, did. say it. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was in my head. So. Is that still Emma Stone? It is still yeah. Emma Stone. So Cool, cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anybody else have any other movies they'd like to talk about before we go to the next topic? Oh, um, if we're just talking about things that are streaming, uh, I want to go ahead and recommend something. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. Um, it's the, the trailer for Space Sweeper. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. I was like, it's going to be Space Sweepers. <laughs> so uh, listeners that listen to the Geek Squatch, you know, Stephen has been talking about this trailer for sweep, sweep, Space Sweepers for a while. Not the show or the movie or whatever it's supposed to be. Just the trailer. I got pushed back. Yeah, they pushed it back. <laughs> yeah, they did. It's coming to Netflix now. I'm happy. Sure it is. You keep that hope <laughs> up. <laughs> Hey man, Cyberpunk finally came out, so. That's <laughs> <laughs> nice reaction. Uh, okay, speaking of streaming, though, how about uh, TV series? Who, who's who got a, a best favorite TV series from this year, streaming-wise? Do, uh, do we rip the Band-Aid off and just talk about Tiger King right away? or I think oh, that, no. I think you kind of no, have no. to. No, I mean, if you liked it, then I, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but like it was a staple in the middle of this pandemic that everybody was talking about. I, I, it's, it's a, I feel like it needs to be talked about, but it, I don't know that I liked it. Like I, I definitely <laughs> felt worse as a human being when it was done, for sure. Um, I mean, it had moments where you're like, this is like crazy, like I can't stop watching, but it, like at the end, you're like, those tigers still live a shitty life and no one is giving them more money to take care of them. So, but yet hooray, he's in prison, I guess. And and the lady gets to be on dancing with the stars because she's a star. (laughs) Wild. Wild. 
That was actually one, one of my favorite things uh, about Tiger King when Carol Baskin ended up on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, I forget who it was that has said it, but they said, like, you know, you love to see a season or a character from season one return to season two of the pandemic. Okay. <laughs> That's a and pretty the thing good about joke. Tiger King was just how, whether you liked it or you didn't like it, people were talking about it and you knew oh, yeah. about it. And I think that in itself made it something that just kind of went far and above and beyond what entertainment could be. And like you were saying, man, it's one of those things where just it kept accelerating like thinking back to things from making a murder or evil genius on netflix where you're watching these events unfold and you keep thinking to yourself okay this is already insane there's no way it could get any crazier and then it does (laughs) and so i think that upping of the ante really adds to a lot of it and going from there ultimately i think the number one show that you need to stream if you haven't watched it yet and now you can in its entirety is dark on Netflix, wow. dark seasons one, two, and three. Don't watch the dub. Watch it in German. It's very confusing, <laughs> but it is so. It is the best. It is the best, most concrete showcase of time travel in a show I've ever seen. Better Gosh. than Primer, which I think is one of the greatest time travel movies of all time, and it has some of the best musical moments where they incorporate the music with the scene that it just hits you hard it's a bit hard to get through for the first two episodes because you're kind of getting to know all the characters but once yeah, that happens too. oh god it's it's so good that show is about so time travel i've never yes. even watched yeah, like, <laughs> it is and that's and that's that's at the cusp of it it then delves even more kind of like with tiger king like you watch the first season you think to yourself okay what the fuck did i just watch season two comes like oh, okay I, I kind of understand and then at the end of season two when season three happens everything is thrown out the window you're like i can't believe this is happening and that yet it's still the very last episode of season three it all makes sense and it all comes together it's insane Ooh. wow all right i think oh. i need to go back to watch this because I, I want to say like a year, two years ago, I heard that same exact pitch, Rafa, where it was like, this is the best example of time travel. You will not regret watching it, right? And like you said, those first two episodes, I don't think I got past the first one. Uh, and I, I, don't have a, I don't have an issue with subtitles usually, but for some reason I was just like, this is not connected. I, like, I couldn't follow what was happening. I'll give it another try if you said it's over and that final yeah. episode, it makes it all work. Uh, I, I like knowing that the end is in sight, so I'll probably check it out. But uh, yeah, I have started it before, and I remember the praise being insane. Oh yeah, it's amazing. And then if that might not be for you guys, something else I recommend on HBO Max, The Outsider. Um, the older I get, the, okay, you guys, all right. I love The Outsider. I love The Outsider. Someone's about to talk shit, and that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> The older that I've gotten, the more I've grown to appreciate Stephen King stories. I don't know why. And everything about The Outsider doesn't work. A lot of it doesn't work for me. But the majority of it does. And that's why I enjoy it. And the performances are top notch. But it does get a little bit kooky towards the end. I'm not going to lie. That's so funny because I feel like the older I get, the less I like Stephen King's writing. Oh, that's insane. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. I, I'm, I'm with you. I came around for like a year and a half where I was like, there's something special here with the Stephen King guy. 
And then, like, because every single time, like, the pitch for Stephen King stuff is always, like, something, like, fairly mundane happens, or seemingly mundane, and then it's some crazy shit in the woods. Yep. And I always wanted it to be really good. And then when they finally get to the point where it's, like, it's finally about to pay off, there's, like, 30 different threads that we've been, like, weaving together slowly. And then for some reason, Stephen King just grabs these two important threads and pulls the whole fucking tapestry apart. And then it's just strings again. And that's, I've got that's nothing. Fair. That's fair. That's like that, I won't argue that. I, I mean, everybody knows that Stephen King has a hard time with endings. It's just it's just a known. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm not knocking it. I like a thing that's only fun for the journey. But that one didn't do it for me. I really like Jason Bateman in it, though. He, he acted the hell out of that. Yeah, Jason Bateman was great. And then if, if you're already on HBO Max and you don't want to watch that for whatever reason, um, a documentary I watched, like literally I finished yesterday, was Heaven's Gate, The Cult of Cults. Oh, I've been wanting Ooh. to watch that. And that was really good. It was really good. It's three episodes um, and it just builds on itself. And I thought it was fantastic. It made me want to go back and watch the Getting Clear, the Scientology one. I did watch that. Never, that was great. I never watched that one in full. So it made me want to go back and do that. Did did any which reminds me did anybody watch the oath the nexium uh cult documentary series like i didn't watch it but mm-hmm. i wanted to Mm-mm. Hmm. okay well, i may have to talk about that I one i think next. it was so i watched this is old so I'm, I'm not bringing it up for this year um but i watched there's a documentary about um elizabeth gates i believe though well, she did uh soros it was yeah. like the um the pill Einstein that was in yeah, the future pill where like you can take your blood and then it'll tell you all your health problems whatsoever. Like it was like it was a scam basically. Yeah. Um, so after I watched that, it recommended the oath to me, uh, and I was really like, okay, this is like my next show, and then completely forgot about it because yeah. that's twenty twenty for you. What? Well, yeah, it is. Well, can you catch the oath on what? What streaming service? It should is be on? HBO or HBO yeah. Max. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jessica, did you have any TV shows that? Uh, I mean, you, yes. you have to do a, a weekly podcast where you talk about TV shows, but... <laughs> I know, I do. Um, actually, I, I'm pretty sure this one came out in January, and we did watch it for Geek's Watch. Um, Watchmen Yes, probably my show of the year. I watched a lot and binge-watched a lot of shows, but I feel like that's the one that was definitely the best written, the best... Like, I already want to rewatch it again, kind mm. of thing. Mm-hmm. So I like I feel like that one's probably my top tier 2020 show pick. I would definitely love to hear your thoughts after a rewatch of like how it holds up for the second time. So well, once I get my HBO Max finally set up, I'll. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well now it's available on Roku if you have a Roku. So they finally. Oh, it is. Yeah, oh, yay! Okay, I'll get it now. <laughs> and it, it's on PlayStation Five also because we all got those, right? Yep. Yeah. Sure. Yep. I got three. <laughs> I, I I I hug mine thinking about the child that's not getting theirs for Christmas. <laughs> um but yeah, no, Watchmen was great and I, I'm glad that we, we did it for the the Geeks Watch and, and got to talk about this. It was such a such a, a great series as a follow up to the book. Um yeah. So, uh, Stephen. So the, I had this warring situation in my mind, uh, and Jess got to ease that for me, because I was having a hard time picking between Watchmen and Lovecraft Country. 
Lovecraft Country, like, blew my socks off. Like, both Watchmen and um, Lovecraft Country both, like, they were up against, like, the biggest scrutiny because um, H.P. Lovecraft can... Yep. Uh, and then Watchmen, I don't... But both of those series were just firing on all cylinder. Like, absolutely no part of either of those series wasn't, like, from stem to stern. If it was, like, visual design, storytelling, acting, both just absolutely fantastic. They tied into so many real-world themes when it was it would have been impossible to have predicted the way that that stuff would have, like, sparked the powder keg that was there, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, it, I, I think it just serves to underline those underlying. But... Lovecraft Country. Okay. Oh, I go keep going because I was gonna tangent. Okay, no, but Lovecraft Country though is like Rafa. This is one of the most you series possible. Like, there's there's crazy messages in there. There's time there's, travel. Like stu- stupid good writing. There's, there's yeah. There's there's really good time travel. Um, it's it's got spooky stuff. It's got like one of the most potent visual effects things I think I've ever seen in anything ever um, with a, a transformation sequence that's in there. But I, th- I think the first episode too, was might be like top three pilots for me. Well, oh, I don't yeah. know if it's a pilot. I think they booked it all together, but like just the opening, yeah. like the setup of what this show is going to be. I, I, I mean, masterful that first episode. And then I think the third episode um, with the, the haunted house are just, I mean, some of the best television I've seen in the last decade, maybe like not even just mm-hmm. this year. Oh yeah. Yeah. That show's insane. Yeah. You guys hit it right on the head and Steven, you know me so well. Cause yeah, I watched this show and oh. hundred oh, percent. I, I agree with it. Yeah, I did. I did watch the show. I just didn't want to overshare because I, I talked about how great dark was, <laughs> um, <laughs> but Lovecraft country. That's one of those shows that again, so I came, uh, like I told you, I, I read Devil all the time because I watched the movie. So that's the first book I read. But then I went to uh, Barnes & Nobles, and I also bought the book for Lovecraft Country. I didn't finish it, but I have it. Um, See, I, um, I'm, in, I'm in a spot with, with that, like I, like I feel with My Hero Academia, the manga. Like, um, I don't want to change the version that I'm taking it in yes, and jump ahead yes. of anything. So I can't yeah. touch the book. I know what you mean. And Jonathan Majors, this man. Playing Atticus Freeman is some of the best acting I've ever seen. Bring this man into the DC universe. He needs to be Mr. Terrific right now. He, wow, that, that'd be great casting. Somebody, didn't they? Well, he's cast as King the Conqueror. Kang. Yeah, yeah, Kang. yeah. For, yeah. The, for Marvel. For Marvel. But mm-hmm. I think he'd make a fantastic Mr. Terrific, and I'd love to see him because the emotion that he played over him is not – any one character was a perfect character that you could get behind because Atticus, you know, he had his flaws. Mm-hmm. And there were things about it that I did not like, but mm-hmm. that made him so much more human. And I liked how it was kind of an anthology of different stories that kind of all culminated. I didn't know where it was going. And I know a show is good when it's able to intrigue my mom because mm-hmm. we watched the first couple episodes together. And I remember like the scene in that first episode, like you were talking about with the pilot, right? On how everything that's going on and they're trying to get out of that town because of the sundown laws. And my mom is just like on the edge of her seat. Are they going to make it? Are they going to make it? And then the, 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 the vampire monsters come out and it's oh, fantastic television. Well, also just the, the, the writing in that moment of him slipping up of like knowing the sheriff's name. Mm-hmm. And he's like, 
well, how do you know my name? And you're like, no way. <laughs> no, that's how you get them? Really? Yeah. Oh. So good. I love that show. So my two shows that I was going to talk about was Love, Lovecraft Country and, and Watchmen. So uh, those being the best of the year, I will have to pick a different one that I also enjoyed a lot. Um, and it was on uh, a recommendation from Steven was Perry Mason, also on HBO. Like if you got a chance to watch that, it is set in, you know, the old school Hollywood land like time period. And it's it's that's an area era that I, I enjoy. Uh, I just I just thought it was a it was a really good show really really well written re- well written and the characters all were phenomenal like and once again just like Rafa was saying with Lovecraft they're they're all flawed in their own way so it definitely grounds them but it's 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 just an era and story that I really enjoyed speaking mm-hmm. but speaking so speaking of the of of the like TV series streaming like did anybody get feel any like binge watching fatigue throughout the pandemic of the year i felt all the fatigues i don't know about everyone else me <laughs> taking in new things has been a strain sometimes yeah, yeah. most yeah. of my year has been revisiting like stuff i missed like i struggled to come up with new things for 2020 because like yeah. i'm just now watching the office or i'm going back and watching movies from like 2002 or like not 2020 stuff i don't know it, it was rough yeah, I know what you mean, man. I've watched Gremlins like 23 times this year. So <laughs> That is an odd one yeah, to pick, but okay. <laughs> Love that movie. I mean, do you have a, like, a, a plan to watch it for specifically for Christmas? Because I feel like that's a Christmas movie. It is. It yeah. is. Well, yeah. Yeah. What we've been doing is, so, and we'll probably talk about this later when we're talking about some of their new COVID hobbies, right? <laughs> but something that I've been doing is my mom's retired now, so she's at home. And every day when I get home from work or if I'm working from home, especially so during Halloween, we watch one horror movie every day. Oh. And then during Christmas right now, so since since December started, we've watched one Christmas movie every day. And to make it fair this time, because she hated October, because she doesn't <laughs> like scary movies, um, we are, she loves Christmas. So we're doing, I pick a movie one day, she picks one the next day. So she's been picking a lot of Hallmark movies that are just on our table, <laughs> which is fine. I sit down and I watch them. We watched um, Operation Christmas Drop, which is on Netflix. Yep. I think it's pretty cute. Um, I didn't really like it, but whatever. I mean, I watched it. <laughs> and my turns, we watch things like Krampus. We watch Gremlins. <laughs> we watch. I, I gave her one the other day. I watched Home Alone. Nice. Um, Tomorrow we're gonna watch Die Hard, so that's the plan. Right. Today she gets the pick. So after this, I'm watching some Christmas movie, um, and then we watch the Black Christmas remake that came out in 2019. Yeah, with um, what's her name? Was uh, she wasn't Vivarium? Yeah, uh, Image and Poots. Yes, yeah. that was her. So I'm having a blast. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess watching one movie a day has been a lot of fun. I've been watching a lot more movies this year. You really inspired me, Mitch, from last year with you watching a movie every single day. So I've tried to watch more movies this year. And every single new movie that I'm watching for the first time, I'm putting into my letterbox. Um, of course, that's those aren't all the movies, because sometimes every every 4th of July, I have a tradition of watching Independence Day on repeat. So on repeat. Take what you can. <laughs> Mine's Sandlot on Independence Day. I like Hell Sandlot. Yeah. Oh, Sandlot, yeah. Oh. I don't have an Independence Day movie. 
Uh, all right, so let's get into books. What about books? Rafa already talked about uh, the devil all the way or the devil all the time. <laughs> uh, did you have any other ones, Rafa? No, um, I read a lot of comic books, but as far as like literature or just you know book books, the devil all the time. Donald Ray Pollock, great read. Um, simple read. It took me a couple days, not too much. I read it. It was nice. Uh, Southern Gothic, very tough. If you think the movie was kind of gross or kind of tough to get through, the book is even worse. <laughs> but it was a good. It was a good like dissection of, you know, just broken down Southern society. So I highly recommend it if you're down to read something that's interesting and has a lot of killing in it. Now. <laughs> Uh, Steven and Jessica both are part of mm-hmm. a book club podcast here on the Geek Elite Media. So, yeah. Jessica, what is it that you've read this year that you loved? And was it one of the Love of Pages books? Uh, well, I tried to stick to what just came out in 2020 for my list. So, uh. And we have read, I don't think we've read any books that came out in 2020. But okay. um, not true. Wait, what book? Artemis? The Down Days. Oh, the down days. That's right. Oh, the down days. Oh, I forgot. Okay, the down days. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let Stephen press you into picking the down days just because no, it was his book. I totally forgot. No, the down days. No, the down days is a crazy, good, awesome pandemic book that takes place in South Africa, and it's just nothing is what it seems and it's got this crazy plot twist and you're just like what and then you go well okay and you just accept it and you enjoy it (laughs) it's it's Mm -hmm. just great but I guess my second pick would be something I didn't read for Love of Pages but it's um House of Earth and Blood by Sarah J Moss everybody technically knows it as Crescent City because that's the um it's going to be the trilogy or whatever title mm. is Crescent City. It came out in March this year. And Sarah J. Moss is just one of my favorite authors in general. She writes really strong female roles. She writes fantasy, too. And this is kind of like a weird modern fantasy where it takes place in a city, but there's angels and fairy aids and all that stuff, which is just everything I love. So It's pictures. Yeah, yeah, it is. So that would that would be my second choice. But Down Days, I can't believe I forgot Down Days came out in 2020. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a long year. It has. It's been so long. Seriously, making this list of the stuff, I was like, did that come out in 2020? Like, that felt like two years ago. So, but, um, but yeah, Down Days is amazing. So go read that one too. Okay, Stephen? Uh, so yeah, for this one, uh, the the book that uh, came out this year that I think I enjoyed the most, if I'm not doing the down days, which I did like a whole lot, um, is actually a book from the author William Gibson. Uh, he's a classic science fiction. Uh, he's one of the people who like is responsible for creating cyberpunk. But this isn't a cyberpunk novel. Uh, this the book that that it's the second book in a series. Uh, but this book was called The Agency or Agency. I forget if there's a D on it or not. Um, it's the the second in a series of books that I guess I think there are going to be three of. But essentially, the the main pitch for the whole series is that there are people from this other version of Earth that are kind of affecting our Earth in like 2016, which might have been when the first book. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so they have like this other like advanced technology and everything, but they can pretty much only correspond with our version of earth with like 
a basically like like a data connection. They have like like a Skype or a Discord. Con- it's a little more advanced than that, but basic. Um, and over time, obviously, some different things are thrown into it. Um, it becomes a situation where essentially like different, slightly kind of like warring groups of people are all like fucking with this other version of Earth and messing with each other's stuff through it. So it's this weird game of like four four dimensional chess with these other people with all this money, where they're messing with the other version of Earth. It's kind of like a hobby. Um, I don't know. It's really interesting, and at certain times it made me feel kind of better about look at like the the situation that we're in for <laughs> like our actual world because it was like it, it's like oh no no that's why that happened because there are people from this other Earth that are messing everything up. Okay, okay. But yeah, William Gibson, he's figure. Is that head cannon? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one hundred percent. There's people from this other version of Earth that made Donald Trump get elected president. In my mind. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like it, it's it's really interesting. Uh, one of my favorite things in science, more than the actual plot of thing, is the idea, like the kernel of the thing that they pitch for it. And I think this is one of the most interesting ones I've ever. heard. And I know I did a very bad job of summarizing this one, but I promise there's something worthwhile in there. Uh, it'll probably be on sale as an audiobook at some point in time. If you are going to, I definitely recommend. I have a, I have a question about the, the alternate Earths. Did you ever watch Fringe, Stephen? Yeah. So you know how the alternate like Earths physically occupied like a colliding space in that show? Mm-hmm. Is it similar to that or no? They don't even go into it. Oh, there's just for this one. Okay, so that's irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's not even something where like they they never have to worry about each other interacting in any other way than like manipulating currency or other things like. Oh, it's it's interesting because they they, they never really go into any of the deeper implications for stuff. It's just kind of like laid out there, like yes, yeah, this is what's happening and. That makes it happen. Hmm. It's kind of like in an American Pickle, a movie I should have said earlier for <laughs> where when they go to describe what makes everything happen, they like everyone just goes, oh, okay, then. <laughs> it's true. They just like scientists said it was it was right. Ah, oh, yes, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, did you have a, a book? Um, I don't believe I read anything this year, unfortunately, because I'm a heathen. But uh, I I did <laughs> right listen with to you. the first Harry Potter audiobook in January. Ooh. So there's there's that. There's that. <laughs> 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 yeah, I didn't read anything this year either. But I would be I would hate myself if I didn't mention uh, my friend Peter Smith wrote a book this past year. Uh, look it up. It's the Spire. You can find it on Amazon. And Apocalypse Dawn oh. is the follow-up book. So give give those. Yeah, I can say this is, an, this is a series. Yes, it's a whole, it's a whole series. I think he has two of them out right now, and there's uh, one more to come. So wow, look, yeah, just look it up and uh, give it a try if you like future dystopian, utopian, super science, military heavy books. <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I've read the beginning of that one. I, I liked what I read. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. apocalypse done. Yeah, um, well, uh, Alex, I do want to point out you did read a at least one 
this year that that's true. I wasn't so of the stuff you've recommended to me, I don't recall when in time those recommendations happened. So I was gonna hope you brought it up and then piggyback. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, so that one um you read the first issue of uh We Only Find Them They're Dead. And that yes. started like a month and a half. Yeah, that that uh the art in that. So so basically the the first setup of the 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 story is you've come across these space pirates and then they come across this giant celestial body just floating in space and it, and it kind of looks almost like sailor moon-esque type artwork Ooh. um but they're like these tiny little objects on the screen floating up to this just dead sailor moon in space and it's pirates showing up to harvest her body and it's awesome <laughs> They only show up when they're dead. Is that what the name of the book was? Yeah, we only find them when they're oh, dead. Oh, we only find it's them. Very when good. Okay. Well, yeah, it, issue four actually came out today at the as of this recording. Okay, so uh, going with comic books, anybody else have any uh, comic books that they read this year that they wanted to talk about? I'm looking at you, Rafa. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay, so. First and foremost, as uh, many people in the world of Geek Elite know, Mr. Franey and I, Chris, we are reviewing all of Grant Morrison and Ed Brubaker's Captain America and Batman stories. So those have been a fantastic amount of time to get through. I've had an absolute blast going back and reading one of my favorite concepts of what Batman is. So that's been amazing. And then actually getting appreciation for the Captain America and Bucky character. So big shout out to Chris for bringing this into my life. Uh, we've been posting reviews on the Geek Elite website. So if you haven't checked those out, please do. Um, but besides those, if we're talking about these new comics. So I have a couple. First and foremost, we got Power Rangers, uh, Dragon New Dawn. This is a great side story dealing with uh, Lord Draken, which is Evil Tommy from a different Power Ranger world. In this world, Kimberly has the Lord Draken powers, and she basically has to help the people in that world get past this dystopian government that they have. And a lot of twists and turns. It's only three issues, and each issue was really great. If you're a Power Rangers fan, it's awesome. If you're uh, a apocalyptic type of reading fan, this is also a really good read. Something that I've been trying to get into more, I haven't finished yet, but I'm really enjoying what I have, is Dark Knight's Death Metal. I think this is a great follow-up to uh, Dark Knight's Metal, which came out last year. On Twitter, I went through and I read all of Scott Snyder's Justice League. And I gotta say, starting with it, it was a bit tough, but towards the end, it made me appreciate villainous Lex Luthor all over again. It gave me some better clarity, and I've really been appreciating these stories. But if I had to pick comics that have just filled me with that excitement and that wonder that got me into them as a kid, it has to be uh, the X-Men titles. Last year, Jonathan Hickman gave us House and Powers, House of X and Powers of 10, which I think is one of the greatest story arcs in all of fiction that I've ever read. And he follows it up with Dawn of X, which is just titles of X-Men stories and how all of it just works. He brings in the X-Men and the different writers do a, such a good job of telling a story that's interconnected and we're seeing the mutants in a new way. And it really showcases why they are the future of Marvel. 
And on top of that, it all went into an event that I didn't think was going to be good. And that was uh, X of Swords. And that turned out to be one of the greatest comic book journeys I've ever taken. (laughs) Because it's good writing. It's fun writing. When it hits the emotional parts, if you're an X-Men fan or you've been keeping up with these stories, the reveals and just the conclusions hit you so much. And there's just these moments where I remember reading through it and thinking to myself, this is this is why being a comic book fan is so much fun, because you're able to elicit a powerful response from pictures and stories of fictional characters that you know aren't real but are still meaningful to you. And X of Swords turned out to be a wonderful uh, 23 issues of stories that really resonated with me personally. And I'm rereading it right now just to catch some of the other stuff. Um, during uh, this part time of the year, I do my own end of the year reviews. And this is definitely going to be very high on my list because if you're looking for something that hits you in an emotional way and that can make you go, oh, that's crazy, make you angry and make you laugh and cry, this had the whole package. So Jonathan Hickman is one of the best writers out there and his X-Men stories have been fantastic. Steven, did you have a comic book that you wanted to talk about? Um, yeah, I mean, first and foremost, Rafa, I was waiting. I was, I was like, is he not going to bring up the X Men oh. defense? Like, what, what is happening right now? Oh, but I just, you, bar- you buried the lead, you crafty man. <laughs> I to. Uh, no, um, yeah, for for this one, the, the weirdest thing happened for me this year. I I had all these different comic book series that I had just thoroughly loved the entire year with uh, something he's killing the children. Um, even Folklords was awesome. So many different independent books were just kicking my ass and taking all of my love and just throwing it back at me tenfold. Um, but then something came out just like what is this last week, I believe, if not the week before that, um, that came in to win the entire year, even though it's only one issue and it's just the premiere issue. Uh, and that's Homesick Pilot. Mm. Mm-hmm. I... I can't fully explain how good and why it's so good. Um, it's the the whole thing for it is that there's just these this group of teenagers who are all in a band together called the and we see them where the the whole comic starts off where they're at this like this gig where show that closed after it's the place closed and they're seeing some other band play I forget what the name but they're just there like which is the most realistic thing ever Uh, Steven you're going in and out for me I don't know for everybody else yeah Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you're turning away from your microphone or what I'm wearing a headset (laughs) Uh, am I still cutting in yeah Mm. I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll keep this short and sweet a little bit then. Read Homesick Pilot. Homesick Pilots. Homesick Pilots. Sorry, Stephen. So, Jessica, did you read any comic books this, this year that you would want to talk about? Um, I did read a few, actually. Um, probably because of you guys reading so many comics. I was like, okay, maybe I can start getting into comics. So, after... 
watching Watchmen, I picked up the Watchmen comic from my library and I read that. I liked it. I actually did really like it. I really liked the art style of it and the story. I mean, I already knew the story because I did watch the movie X-Men or not X-Men, Watchmen. But, um, but oh, I thought it was pretty cool. I also read, um, and I'm blanking on the name of it because I completely forgot I had read comics when I was initially making my list until we were talking right now. I was like, oh, wait, I did read some. Um, but they made a movie out of it for... The, what was it for Netflix? Uh, the Old Guard. Oh, that's right. I read you the were first a big, volume. Yeah. yeah, I yeah I read the first volume of The Old Guard, and I I really liked that as well. And, and so, but I haven't really read a lot of comics, so. But I I do I do need to say that Homesick Pilots is on my list, and I'm going to try to get it eventually because it was so. I was told I had to read it, so. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, then let me move to the next one, uh, a topic you brought up in the in our previous chat, uh, Jessica, was a new COVID hobby. So what, what did you start? Oh, yes. What was your favorite new COVID hobby? So I started several hobbies. Um, the biggest one I started and probably the most costly one I started was I started painting and doing watercolor and acrylic painting. So and then I was like, oh, you can do mixed mark and watercolor and make these vibrant so now I have <laughs> nice markers and just everything but probably my favorite hobby I started was my Cyber Monday deal was buying myself a kalimba which is like this little finger piano chime thing out of Africa instrument and it's just so easy and simple and you could just sit back and just play a kalimba and play some songs it's just <laughs> it's so relaxing well that's cool so is, is every cyber monday you buy a new kalimba or is it just that was one of your cyber monday or just a, just a thing you bought on cyber monday it was just a thing like i always just say like i just buy myself something silly on cyber monday so Oh, okay. I get you. Like I always look over the deals and I was like, you know what? That is a good deal. I'll just <laughs> buy it. <laughs> That's awesome. Cause music is really important. And I mean, same thing with me. If we're talking about COVID hobbies, I've been getting back into guitar and ukulele. Mm-hmm. So I've just been playing, you know, just, it's a good form of stress management. Yeah. And like I said, the other one is just, uh, forcing my mom to watch uh, horror movies. And stuff. That's I bet she appreciates that. <laughs> oh, she a hundred percent. She hates it. I'm surprised she hasn't smothered me in my sleep. <laughs> well, you're giving her all the ways to do it. Yeah, with all these yeah. <laughs> uh, Alex, did you have a new hobby you picked up? Um, I got last year. I didn't use it until like later, early this year. But last year, I got a new drawing tablet for the first time on Ooh. Stephen's recommend recommendation. Um. So earlier in the in the COVID uh, quarantine, I was using that a whole lot more. I haven't busted out in a while, but uh, I've also just been um, like trying to write more in my free time. Just like um, so, Mitch, you have another podcast with Ian called Journey in the Mystery. Uh, right. Ian and I also play Dungeons and Dragons, and in my free time, I've been just adding to the world. Oh. So like little towns, settlements like how they interact with one another. Um, there's a website called Incarnate where they have like mapping tools where you can mm-hmm. just go on and just 
put mountains in if you want or a city or whatever. Just like basic bare bones, just graphing out uh, what everything's supposed to be. And I've killed quite a few weekends on that project. <laughs> so. Is Incarnate like solely for D&D or could I like as a fictional writer, could I also use it to make maps? Uh, I think it's for whatever world building you would like. Ooh. If you want a visual aid, that's what it's for. Uh, I don't I don't think they're, we they're pretty. Yeah, I don't use it for like in D&D uh, purposes. It's mainly for like fiction, basically. Oh, OK, cool. Awesome. Very cool. Can't wait to, to see what you, you, you come up with there. Steven, did you have uh, any new hobbies you picked up this this COVID this or, I mean I mean twenty twenty that you'd like to talk about? I don't like filming yet. I like I hope my audio is okay right now. Is that <laughs> right? Uh, it seems good for so far. Yeah. Uh, I I picked up uh, I picked up doing things that I did that. Uh, so I picked up. Go- Nope, we lost okay. you. We lost you. We, we, uh, we you picked up something oh no. and it went away. <laughs> I, I'm I'm just I'm going on walks. You're going on. Oh, okay. You're walking around. Okay. <laughs> and in contemplating, seeing stuff, taking pictures, anything like that. I don't know if you guys won't be able to say a whole lot here, but um, if you want to use segue, what I do early. It's been nope. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> We're sorry, Stephen. That's, that's that's I'm sorry. That's okay. We don't get to hear what you're what you're saying. Um, I'll hand this one off to you. I don't have it. I didn't think I picked up any new hobbies this year. Um, I can't think of anything. Just yeah, I, maybe I've maybe been writing a little bit more, but not not a lot more. Nothing substantial. So I, I, there's nothing I can bring up here, but. Let's go uh, to Alex's topic of choice: new music, new music video. What what's uh, a new music video that that you you really loved this year, Alex? So Tame and Paula put out a new album this year, and I've basically listened to it at least once a week since it came out. Um, but he has one music video for a song called "Lost in Yesterday," where the premise is it's a camera set on a loop going through uh this like really it's like a conference room and like an abandoned like old older office building but they have it set up for like this really cheap wedding at the start and the camera just goes on a loop throughout the entire venue and then as it makes its full circle it progresses through time and the wedding gets better as if over time they're remembering the wedding being way better than it was the first time around and then by the end, it's this banging party. There's like a great band. The bride and groom are happy. Nobody's upset. And then um, the bride from the original wedding, that's like really boring, shitty, nobody's happy to be there, crashes in from the side and destroys the cake, basically saying, hey, guys, this wedding actually sucked. Like, <laughs> can we not? Like, I know. Over- so the premise of the song is over time, you just remember the good things. All the bad things start to slip away. And the stuff that you hated, eventually you'll you'll maybe like them or something, right? It's like you'll get lost in yesterday. You'll think, oh, hey, actually, my wedding was great. Uh, we had a bunch of people there. The band was great. Um, everyone was having a good time. The um, jukebox was working. It uh, wasn't broken like, <laughs> like it actually was. And then the 
at the end of the video, it's reality crashing back in saying, well, I mean, you think it was great and it's good, but maybe hold on to that because it wasn't. Hmm. Alex, you, you did also speak very highly of a certain Dua Lipa. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love Dua Lipa as well. Another one of my <laughs> favorite albums of the year, uh, which is weird because like normally I'm listening to like rock and then maybe some EDM. So like having a pop artist as like my top five for the year is weird. Mm-hmm. Hey, you do not need to apologize for that because Future Nostalgia is one of the best CD albums I've ever heard myself. Facts, and dude. Facts. It's, it's I same thing. I was I've been listening to that on repeat when it came out, and just like uh, Love Again is such a good track, and so is the one with uh, the baby. Um, uh, I what it's called. Um, oh, I'm but that's on too. Yeah, but that's another one of those that's just fantastic. So yeah, and I know exactly what you mean. That music video sounds dope. Uh, when I when I when I heard about that question, I was thinking like, have I watched any music videos this year? And I did. And one was um, another great uh, band that I love is Bring Me the Horizon, and they came out with a new EP this year, and it's called um, Post Human Survival Horror, and it was fantastic. And one of the songs is called Obey, and that music video is fantastic because it's it has like. It's very nostalgic because it reminds me of Power Rangers, but <laughs> also like in a different way. And it also reminds me of like the Beastie Boys when they came out with Intergalactic. And oh, so sick. it's just a fun, quirky, interesting music video that at the same time promotes one of my favorite tracks off of that CD. It's hard. It's great. It features Youngblood, who I never knew who he was. And so that was interesting. But no, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, man. You also you were... Uh, wanting to talk about new a new album too, uh, Rafa. Did you have a new new album that you enjoyed that you wanted to talk about? All right. So a certain Mister Bad Bunny or El Conejo Malo, as they call him in Spanish, <laughs> came out with three CDs this year. And for me, I never really cared for Bad Bunny. And over the past two years, it really started last year. I started getting more into urban Latino or also reggaeton. And Bad Bunny, my students, you know, they love him. And so that's all I'm hearing. And so this year um, he came out with Yo Hago Lo Que Me Da La Gana, which means I do whatever the fuck I want. And this CD is choice. It is <laughs> chef's It is chef's kiss. It is so good on so many different levels. And it's been on constant repeat the entire year for me. And it'll be moments where I'll be working and one of my students is listening to it and then we'll all just start singing it together. It's, I love it because, um, uh, I forget his, Benito, Benito's his real name, uh, but Bad Bunny, that man, he he thinks in different ways. He's not afraid to showcase his sense of how different people interact. He's not afraid to do what he wants. He's just so good in so many different respects. And then he came out with two other CDs, which were pretty good as well. I don't think they were as good, but I really enjoyed them. And then as far as uh, one of the perfect soundtracks for me was uh, Doom Eternal. So that video game was fantastic, but their OST with Mick Gordon is some of the best, heaviest music I've ever heard, which is a shame because it wasn't finalized and it wasn't fully mastered and it caused some issues and some controversy this year. But from the raw tracks that we had, the Doom Eternal OST is by far one of the heaviest metal soundtracks I have ever heard. Not even it doesn't have to do anything with the game. It's still heavy as shit, and I absolutely loved it. There you go, Mick Gordon. 
Yeah, McCord is the best. <laughs> Jessica, did you have any new music that you'd like to talk about? I do not really watch music videos, and nor do I actually listen to like new albums anymore. Like I, I listen to like classic albums. Like I don't ever think, oh, I need to get the next. Like I always listen to singles. I just haven't like of new artists. I haven't like actually went like oh i need to listen to this new album by this artist i like i don't know why with modern music i just don't do that but with like pink floyd and stuff i'm like you have to watch all or listen to all of dark side of the moon like you can't just listen to one song (laughs) but um but i actually did because of her performance for i think i don't know if it's mtv music awards or the billboard awards um lady gaga's chromatica Okay. I think I I liked her performance so much, like the fact that she was just in this badass outfit and then actually singing and belting it out with a mask on. I thought I was like, okay, I'll give your album a listen, and I so that's the one album I listened to as a whole that came out in 2020, and I actually really liked it. I Lady Gaga is like hit or hit or miss with me, but but I, I did really enjoy Chromatica by Lady Gaga, and I also this year got a TikTok. And the one good thing I noticed about TikTok, it's really good for like indie, small indie artists getting their singles out. And so one I noticed was Lemons by Briar, I think, or Bry. And that one's, it's really good, nice kind of pop indie song. I, yeah. I know this one. This is yeah, the one where I, she's, uh, it, 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 did I share this one with you? I shared it you with share you. <laughs> yes. Okay, I was like, again, I have no idea what happens in my life. <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy freaking good. Yeah, it's it's just crazy. The vocal, the way the vocals layout is really good. The the backing is like a really simple kind of poppy adorableness, but the song is just about men suck, and it's great. <laughs> uh, speak, speaking as a man, yes. <laughs> speaking of men sucking, should we talk about Taylor Swift too? I mean, if, if you'd like to, I I, I don't yeah. have any reference to it. How about this? Mitch, you do yours, and then we'll come back to Taylor Swift. Very easy. I don't have one. So, back to you, oh, Taylor Swift. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, just quick and simple, Folklore is amazing, and I think yeah. probably her best album. Um, mm-hmm. But also, it features a song on it with uh, Bon Iver, which is, some, which is a, a group I care about very dearly. Um, and when the album came out, I was a little pretentious and I really was worried that it was going to suck because of my opinion that Taylor Swift is lower than that of Bon Iver. So when I saw that, I was like, dude, why are you, why are you doing this, man? Why are you coming down to her level? (laughs) And genuinely, I think it is one of both of their best songs, period. Um, The song is a duet that breaks down. He sings his perspective of a failed relationship and she sings hers and they're both saying the opposite but at the end you realize essentially it's the same thing is that we didn't communicate and we were doomed to fail and using the duet to do that it's just so good it's just so magic and i went into it just expecting it to not work for really dumb reasons and it just knocks it out of the park I mean, so many people are talking about it, so I'm I'm not surprised that it it made someone's favorite for the year. Steven, did you have new music that you'd want to talk about? I did. It it all slipped my mind. I'm sure people listening to the recording will have heard me rejoin the call just now. 
um, going back and forth really threw me off there. No worries. So I don't know. Well, actually, I, no, you know what? If, if you liked folklore so much, um, go over to Alex Melton's YouTube channel. Yes. And he's been doing pop punk versions of a bunch of the songs Ooh. off that album. I second that. I I know cool. you wanted to talk about WAP though, so no, I'm sure <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that's just something that I know everybody talked about this year. I I didn't see it. I don't know the song at all, so I just I, I I just added it on my Spotify. I ended up liking like I just ended up slowly liking it. Just <laughs> I, it is a guilty is pleasure, a, and I don't. It's even a good care. song. It's a good it's song. A good you do song. not have to apologize. No, I get that. But but talking on that right with quarantine and everything that's going on. When we're talking about music, right? Now the fact is, you know, we don't really have to buy CDs anymore. We can stream things. What are you guys using to stream? Because for me, I don't have Spotify. I use Apple Music. What do you guys use? I actually was using Amazon Music for the longest time because I had an Alexa. But Mm -hmm. now we switched over to a Google Hub. So it's easier to work with Spotify. And I've gotten Spotify. And I it's far superior from Amazon Music. So Spotify actually is really... it's probably my favorite streaming app I've used. That's good to know because I keep seeing all of those, like these are my top songs of the year. And I'm like, Oh, I don't have that. (laughs) It's so smart too. Cause they're like basically giving us tools to market for them. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. It's like, Hey guys, look at the Spotify thing. How cool is Spotify? I love Spotify. I use it all the time. Look at my Spotify guys. It's Spotify here. (laughs) I mean, I, I don't, I, just so people know, I don't really listen to music all that much. Uh, I if I'm in the car or if I'm doing stuff for work and I need, to, I'm listening to something. It's podcast, so I use Podcast Same. Addict to to listen to podcasts. But if I am deciding, like I'm in the kitchen and I'm cooking something and I just want some music, I will use my Google uh, Home to play Pandora. I still just use Pandora. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's dope. And see, now that answers a question for me, Mitch, because I've always thought you were the perfect person from your kindness to your joy to the way you get everyone around you. You're just fantastic in all regards. I found I finally found a flaw in you as a human being. You don't listen to music. <laughs> yes, this is this is true. It's my one flaw. <laughs> it's true. Uh I, I don't know if anybody else would did oh Steven, I think you were the only one that still needed if you wanted your streaming device. I, I'm I'm tied into the all the Google stuff. I use YouTube music, but it sucks, don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Well, uh speaking of uh WAP a second ago, like going into the favorite memes of the of the year of 2020 i feel like that got turned into uh, different things all the time people changing around the letters of what waps did for so uh what was your favorite meme of the year rafa oh that was hard because memes come and go so fast oh yeah and you know especially working with my students we see all the things happening all the time from countless spongebob ones to whatever it is but if I had to think of one, two that were my favorite is I like the reemergence this year of the dog that's in the cafe and everything's on fire. Yeah. Just like, this is fine. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, fine. my students use that a lot. We had a PowerPoint presentation during the orientation class that I teach. And one of it was, I want you guys to explain your life in meme culture. And one student literally just put that on a PowerPoint and said, this is my life. <laughs> and that, that kind of concerned me. So I yeah. had to talk to him afterwards, but um, it was all in jest. <laughs> it worked out. So I like that one just because, you know, the futility of it all and just how, how it goes and how 
in in humor today, especially with millennial humor, it's all about like self like just apocalyptic in the sense where it's just everything is going wrong. But hey, I got music or whatever it might be. So that's the first oh, one. Yeah. The second one is I love that Leonardo DiCaprio meme when he's a uh, Calvin Candy from Django Unchained. When he's just like, <laughs> it's that that meme. Every time I see someone post that, it makes me laugh. <laughs> I love the that's, mixing that's of the fair. of the Leonardo DiCaprio. You use that one and the one from uh, Hollywood. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood, you know, with the yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Jessica, what 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 was the meme that hit it for you t- this year? Oh, mine is the the dog in the cafe on fire. <laughs> it was just so perfect. Yep. I also like. One meme I always kind of enjoy is the, the what is it the, the cheating guy meme where he's walking away with his girlfriend but he's looking back and just like oh, any yeah. variation of that on all things is probably just always I think the latest one I saw was like he's walking with like Bo Katan from the Mandalorian and he's looking back at Ahsoka Tano and it's like <laughs> oh, never mind <laughs> like, so. that is good Stephen so uh, I, can I be heard okay yes yes first and foremost you're awesome. sounding great actually. Okay. Uh, Good. Uh, So for this one, honestly, I stay away from social media for a lot of this whole year. Um, And I I think that kind of impacted how many memes I took in. But I did find myself reaching for one GIF more than any other to describe my feelings in a multitude of situations. Whether this was like the Zoom chat at work or whatever kind of thing. And it was just that, that little girl that's in pink. She's like, blonde hair everywhere and she's like falls over onto the bed exhausted oh, or tired or whatever it is um i just used that meme i i i, I did it probably a solid like 150 times this whole year so i don't know that might be the that might be the my personal meme i love it i mean yes i i i, I believe between the two of the dog in the cafe and the passed out little girl, I think that's everybody's year so far. So <laughs> I understand. Uh, how, how about you, Alex? Um, I, I think be, the last dance came out this year, right? So the Michael Jordan, yes. I took that personally meme is from this year. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If, if we're going to pick a 2020 meme that I resonated with, I love that so much. Every time that I see it, I don't even care what the context is. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure that joke's fire. <laughs> Scroll by, yes. Scroll by, yes. But uh, also, my personal favorite, I don't know if I just saw it recently because my brother sends them to me all the time, but the the pun format where it's uh, Cap in the elevator. Oh, yeah. He sets up a pun. Uh, and oh. then he's like pulled up against the wall at the end. Oh, and they're beating him up. Yeah. yeah, that format wins for me every time as well. Oh, that's a good format. That is a good one. Uh, for me, my favorite, and it was because it was used in so many different ways and for so many different <clears> reasons, <throat> it was the, the dancing pallbearers. Like just when you hear that music coming in <laughs> oh. and you know, someone did something st- about to do something stupid and then they do something stupid. And then, I mean, it's morbid. I know it's, it's, it's death and, and, and <laughs> oh, unfortunately, a lot of people, you know, died <laughs> this year, but yeah, it was to me it was just really funny especially when it was used in the context of like stubbing your toe and then all of a sudden that music came in. <laughs> yep. so that that was def- that was definitely my my favorite meme of, of the year 
Uh, I, if anybody doesn't have another one they'd want to go into, I'll go into favorite I, viral I, video. I think I, I remembered one. Oh. So, yeah, um, I, 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 none of them got me at first, but there was one version of the, the thing where they changed the faces on the scene from, uh, from Endgame, where all of the people come back in. Oh, yeah. Oh, everyone who was dusted. Um, they, they did that one for, for the, I think it was for the election. Yep. <laughs> and like there's the there's the part where like the um they had like uh all the people who had passed that came back in and like i was enjoying the whole thing up to that point and that part i got misty at it oh <laughs> like for this stupid meme thing so i don't know that that one got that one worked for me. that no that's good um so my i would have to i mean there was obviously a lot of great viral videos this this year but mine was a pretty recent, and as of this recording, came out yesterday. I really enjoyed the Tom Cruise berating, uh, <laughs> chastising the crew members for not wearing a mask. Like oh, I, God, good. I, I mean, I understand it. Like he's a he's a you know millionaire movie star, but like the fact that he wasn't like just complaining for himself, he's just also going into like everybody like this, this guy over here is, but you know, these people are losing their houses and you know, the, the rest of the industry is going down if we don't do this right. And I don't know, to me, it was like, this is, this is good. I like this. So I, it's recent, but I, I really enjoyed it. It's just pure mm-hmm. catharsis, right? Cause like everyone who's been following the guidelines from the start mm-hmm. to see other people, like you want to be Tom Cruise. Everyone has had a moment where you're like, I want to be Tom yes. Cruise. I want to be that. I want to yell at somebody so bad right now. I, yeah, I had mine at uh, my Fry's grocery store at like two weeks ago in the meat <laughs> section. I wanted to. <laughs> See? Yeah. And, and, and you know, that's the, the luxury you get when you have the money and you are the, the star that you are that Tom Cruise is. He can do that and not have you know go it go poorly for him. Like, Luckily enough, it was because he was – on the side of right, so to speak, as opposed yeah. to Christian Bale yelling about, you know, being in his eyeline, putting up lights and stuff. So, yeah, uh, it, it works out for him. But I, yeah, I just really enjoyed that video. So uh, how about how about you, Alex? Did you have a viral video that you enjoyed this year? So this one was tough for me, too, because I I don't know, like viral video. Uh, I, I watched one yesterday or two days ago. So this is recent, too. Um, but basically it's this guy and he kind of looks like a family guy character too. I think that's why I like this video so much because he looks like as a person fake. Um, but the title of the video is trying to write relatable tweets and it's this guy stumbling through a sentence and he never makes a point. So he's like, so like when you come in and like, and then you come in and then it's, it's your, your dad. And then like you have your vape and then like, and then you come in and you're like, and you want to just, and for like two minutes, for like two minutes. I don't know why that's so funny to me, but it's like a hundred percent my humor of like somebody just like you're waiting and you want them to succeed, but it's just a miserable two minutes. Of missing. <laughs> Alex, Alex, I got great news for you. If you like that, you will like any of my appearances on any of the geek elite media podcast. <laughs> Is that why we're friends, Steven? I, it sounds like it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, Steven, then what did, what did you like uh, viral video wise this year? The, mine is the most personal and like personal isn't the word I was even looking for. It's the most relatable one uh, and most pure one. And it was just that guy going on the longboard, 
skating and drinking Aww. cranberry juice. Yep. And that man, I say, get better soon. Wait, is <laughs> oh, he, is he sick? sick? Yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he, he caught uh, this year's favorite treat. Oh, oh well, unfortunately, did not yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. Well, but yeah. yeah, no, um, yeah, like it's just wonderful things came from it. He was just vibing, and everyone for that one week, I guess two days or whatever, in meme time, yeah, uh, all went out and did the exact same thing for a little bit. It, I mean, it was wonderful. I did have to hear dreams on repeat for like two weeks, though. I just You're say. welcome. <laughs> can I can I actually change mine? Because I just that reminded me. Because there was a dude who did a parody of that, where he had a pumpkin on his head, and he had a, a pumpkin spice latte, and he dumped the coffee on his face when it hit the the end of the video. Wow! Why? <laughs> like on purpose? Because it's fall, and he hates pumpkin spice yeah. lattes. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh god! There's also a parody of that on tiktok by a star wars cosplayer i follow where it's princess leia on a longboard or i think she does skates actually and she's drinking blue milk oh wow <laughs> oh, that's <cool. laughs> that one's were they all the same all was all of them dreams also like yeah. yes okay yeah that's tiktok it, it's the sound and you do the same basic thing on it so. and to second what steven said you're welcome, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jess, did you have another one that you wanted to bring up? I don't know. Because, like, I I have TikTok, and I feel like I do, like, viral videos for TikTok, but I don't know which ones actually go viral anymore. But I, I do have – a. there's a guy that I started following a lot this year on TikTok that he has a persona for every state of the United States – and he tells basically the news pretending oh. to be each state. And he also does like, <laughs> and it's just hilarious. Like I just watched one he did on Texas trying to sue the other states. <laughs> and it's like Texas is wearing like a longhorn shirt and <laughs> and threatening to secede and, and stuff like that. And like, you know, Wisconsin's always like a slice of cheese and a cup. Yeah. And Flor- Florida is like a typical Florida idiot like just, yeah. like it's just all their personas are just so great i absolutely love him so and i can't I wanted to revisit i want to revisit one you just said that he did to characterize one of those states did you say a piece of cheese in a cup yeah i think uh, for i think wisconsin because okay. they're cheese it's well it's a cup shaped like cheese and and then he's got a cheese head too. So like he just has every like it's like he goes to every state and goes to like the airport gift shop for the <laughs> date. Gotcha. Okay. Because <laughs> I was I was seriously imagining just like a clear glass and then there's just like a, a wedge of cheese in there and I could not have been more confused. <laughs> I would have accepted that for Wisconsin still also. <laughs> and just don't even acknowledge that it's there. Just leave a glass with cheese in it. <laughs> Uh, Rafa, bring us home. What's the, your viral video? Okay. The viral video that I picked resonated with me on such a personal level that I watched it on repeat so many times. And it's that video where it's this girl and she's about to review a monster can or a Red Bull. And then behind her, you can see that her window is kind of open. And then the shade that she has, it kind of moves by itself. And you see her notice it on her end. And instead of being afraid, she runs up to it and punches the shit out of it. 
And then she closes the door and comes back to the video. Just the nonchalant way that she sees something out of the corner of her eye, something horrifying, like, oh, is there somebody there? And she literally just rolls up on it and just socks it as hard as she can. And of course, there's nothing there. Is I just I felt that on a on so many different levels. And I, it's if you go to my Twitter, I think I uh, if you haven't seen it, I, I think I retweeted it or liked it. But I love that video so damn much. That's fucking funny. <laughs> it's like those those old videos. Uh, of like the guys going around in the the trash dumpsters and they tap the top and their friend pops out and they go up to a, like a really big dude and he just lights them up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, so was there anything else uh, from 2020 that anybody would love to just bring up and share? Um, I, there was a moment uh, I, I do believe that uh, going around in the news where Scientists had, were able to like peer into an alternate dimension. They believed where everything was moving in a opposite direction, like time wise. But like it, I think they, yeah, that was true. That was something that they found. But it's they they kind of debunk the time traveling in the opposite direction part of it. Like they're like that's not mm-hmm. exactly what it is. It's just that we we were able to see the particles moving away from stuff in a different way. So that's a thing. Interesting. <laughs> Both yeah, terrifying and awesome at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Weren't uh weren't UFOs like confirmed this year too? Like uh, files were released. The government yep. said oh, UFOs are a yeah, thing. Yeah, like but the just government yeah, it, said like UFOs are a thing, and it's like yeah, UFOs have always been a thing. It's just something that's flying, and you don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so well, nothing I mean, like they they have like it looks like traditional sci-fi like flying discs. Like yeah. just floating through the air. Yeah, that's the stuff that the. I mean, we all knew, Blink but it was like, at least the confirmation's it. weird, you know. Yeah, yes, I think the one you're talking about. This was the one that Tom DeLonge had like publicized yeah. like five years ago. And oh yeah, of course. If like, anyone had said that Tom DeLonge <laughs> was going to be the one who gave that to me, I would never have believed them. Well, well apparently that's been his thing forever. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Travis Barker was like, yeah, no, even in the '90s, that's what we would talk about all the time. <laughs> I, I mean, don't forget the was it the Israeli science the, guy? Yeah, the science minister. It was, was like, yeah, we've been talking to aliens for a while. U.S. and Israel, Israel have been talking to aliens. We we know about it. We got, we got them on, on speed dial. We're on first name basis now. We share uh, we share TikTok videos. Yeah, <laughs> big fan of dreams. They are. <laughs> they have to be now. So I will. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, the SpaceX launch yes. was just amazing to see and just how everything worked and it just, oh, I love space exploration. So that was just, I'm glad that's happening still. <laughs> and Alex, I, I know we cut you off earlier. Uh, we did? I cut you off when I started talking about the alternate dimension. You were about to say something. Oh, okay. Oh, I was going to say time traveling backwards sounds like it would just be Benjamin Button universe. So <laughs> we just cut off a bad joke, basically. Oh. Is all you <laughs> <laughs> Steven, were you about to say something right now? I was going to say, if we're going to keep on the, the scientific part of the stuff uh, as the last one, uh, they scientists made that plastic eating super enzyme mm-hmm. where it eats plastic at like, a, like six times the rate of like anything on record before that. Yeah, That's pretty freaking up. Yes. 
Yeah, that is that is going to be great. It's so awesome. Rafa, did you have anything for this that you wanted to bring up? I mean, I love dinosaurs, and every year I feel like we get more and more news on dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. The day that changed my life was when we found out the majority of dinosaurs probably had feathers. Yep. So that's amazing. That's yeah. right. But this year they talked about how some of the eggs that they hatch were more leathery yeah. rather leathery. than hard shell. Yeah. Like and that to eggs. me is like, yeah, how much – I mean, dinosaurs exist, and those are called chickens, but <laughs> when are we going to have those traditional dinosaurs? I'm surprised Jurassic Park hasn't happened. That's where I'm at right Yeesh. now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the fact that we got a vaccine for Woo-hoo. the coronavirus um, in several yeah. of them. So the, the ho- mm-hmm. let's hope that in the long term, they, they're yeah. effective and not will, hurtful. Yeah. I will say also the interesting thing about this year as opposed to others is this is probably the first year we actually paid attention to science as it was happening, mm-hmm. as opposed to just getting that end results, which is why it was so confusing in the beginning of COVID just a lot of back and forth. And I like, I just had to tell people that's how science works. They're just figuring it out slowly. So yeah. now they know what kind of mass. Now they know this. Now this is how they get a vaccine. And it's just so cool to be able to actually watch it step by step. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Last call. Anything else? Anything else anybody wants to bring up? Listen to Run the Jewels 4. There's a fourth one of that. I did not know that. Yep. What? Mitch, you didn't know? <laughs> once again, once again, my one flaw. <laughs> Only one. <laughs> well, I want to thank everybody for coming on and 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 spending this time with me and talking about the year 2020 because a lot of negativity went out there about it because it just was not it did not feel like a happy time for a lot of us. But there were things that we enjoyed and I'm glad that you got to share them and I got to hear them. So, Rafa, where can people find you online? People can find me at Mobile Rafi. Right now, I'm Mobile Santa on Twitter because it's festive time. And you can also find me as Mobile Rafi on YouTube where I talk about toys. And sometimes people give me toys for free, which is a lot of fun. Also, make sure you follow and, him as as Rafa at the movies on Twitter because he does all right. of his movie reviews as that if you don't find yes, him on Letterboxd. <laughs> and check out some of my uh, comic reviews, uh, writings on the Geek Elite Media website. There you go. Jessica? Where can people find you and listen to you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as JM Bailey writes, and you can listen to me on YouTube as Love of Pages podcast for, through Geekly Media. <laughs> Alex, where can people find you online? Uh, if you would like, I am on Twitter at Alex L Lusardi. It's L U S A R D I. Um, that's about it. Yeah. For now. For now. Wait, <laughs> Alex. Alex, what's what's that Twitch? What Twitch? Yeah, what Twitch? <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. And also on Saturdays, I play D anD D. And if you would like to hang out with me and my friend Ian and TJ and Wow, Jeremy, uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> uh, we play on Saturday at twitch.tv slash Ianflux. Um, we play for a couple hours usually. If you want to come hang out and see us play D anD D, and that's yeah. Wizards and Webcams. That's the name of the show, right? Correct. Wizards and webcams. Guys doing my job for me. I appreciate it. (laughs) You'll get the handle of it. Steven, can people find you online anywhere? Yeah, yeah. I I have returned to Twitter. So if you want to see some hilarious non sequiturs, come and find me on Twitter as Peppermint Gent. That's short for Peppermint Gentleman, which is the name that you can find me as across all other social media. 
Yeah. So speaking of nonsensical, you know, non sequiturs, like you just tweeted out how how's moving castle today, like with no context. What no, was that about? I did, that was not the the wording that I said. I said how's moving how's company. Moving company, yeah. Oh, because how's moving company? I'm moving houses right now, so this was top of mind. <laughs> I like that. I, I completely missed it. I was just like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "Is he supposed? Is he responding to somebody?" I don't get it. <sighs> no, I, so so far in the last week, I, I have like, uh, I, I've taken down people who dump uh, drinks out of their car windows mm-hmm. and gone into the origins of mrs claus so come find out more <laughs> this is true follow him for great stuff like that <laughs> uh you can find me on twitter i am at mitchipedia g-e-m g-e-m stands for geek elite media the rest of geek elite media is at geek elite media on twitter at geek elite media on instagram and facebook.com forward slash geek elite media is our facebook page check out archived episodes of all of our podcasts on this network on our website geekleetmedia.com Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash geeklymedia for bonuses that you can only get there. And whatever podcast catcher you use to listen to podcasts, please rate and review us so that you can help spread the word of our podcasts. But until next year, this is the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to geek Geek out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Beep.